0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we get set for Scottish Cup quarter final weekend. Ange Postacoglu says tomorrow's game will be a different beast from Wednesday as he also addresses Tottenham's speculation. Michael Beale will go full strength against Wraith Rovers, but Kimar Roof's season is over and it all starts tonight with Inverness against Kilmarnock. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me you have Kenny Miller and Hugh Evans. From decapitation to anticipation. There should be an asbestos covering over the pitch at Tynecastle this weekend Because the temperature might be dropping outside But it will be red hot tomorrow afternoon in Edinburgh Hearts have obviously prioritised the Scottish Cup Judging by Robbie Nielsen's team selection at Celtic Park on Wednesday Ange Postacoglu doesn't prioritise He takes one game at a time and judges them on their own merits And Kenny, he hasn't done too badly using that philosophy he has not It's a It's a juggernaut uh, At Celtic Park At the moment They'll be looking to take it through To the capital tomorrow And continue that A strange weekend ahead With a one quarter final Each uh, Each of the next four days And uh, But again It's a It's a big big weekend After what was a big week Where we are As we were In the league 01419511025 Same number Let's get in touch And discuss all the weekend's Big talking points In terms of On the pitch As Hugh uh, has alluded to it's Celtic against Hearts again Hearts Celtic this time how different will this one be obviously it's at a different venue it's knockout football does that does that change things what are you expecting tomorrow what are you expecting from the team we've got Ange Postacoglu raving about Kyogo talking about how good his movement is uh, on the blue half of Glasgow full strength against Wraith Rovers apparently what about Kemar Roof season over how many times has he been unavailable uh, over recent seasons? Get in touch with your thoughts on that. Michael Beale has spoken about Ryan Kent's contractual situation. I know you're all on a high after what was apparently the, the best performance of the season, according to most of the callers last night. So get all of your thoughts in. 01419511025. Give us a call uh, right now. Just to double check, actually, tomorrow it is a big big yeah. weekend. Hugh, you still going to be here? You've not had the call to no. go to match of the day headquarters no, or no, anything, no. you'll be here. No, I am faithful to Super mm. Scoreboard, faithful to you, the Dazzler, Kenny, Mark Wilson. How could I go elsewhere? Well, they couldn't afford you for a start, but I think it's, it's nice that you're committed to the cause. Kenny, quarter final of the Scottish Cup is this when it starts to get proper real? Is this where you can sort of you can see Hamden? Approaching, you can maybe dream of silverware, and with no disrespect to some of the teams, it's a potentially quite an open draw because of the number of lower league sides or championship sides that are still left in the competition. It absolutely is, and you touched on it. There's one eye on Hamden now. This is it. You're one game away, and in the nature of the draw, there was always going to be four teams out with the top flight that are in it. So you again, the odds were you might get a couple against each other, like we have on Monday night. So it's a real opportunity for everyone involved to go to Hamden. I mean, obviously they tie around, no doubt, through at Tynecastle tomorrow. Uh, the rest of them. I mean, tonight there's a potential up uh, upset with with Comanda going up to Inverness. Uh, I mean, Inverness had a brilliant result against Livingston away in the last round so there's a potential upset there but I can't see anybody stopping Celtic Rangers and it'll be a nice one on, on Monday and night I know this is a cup tie Kenny but 
Kilmarnock on the road And on the road They have developed a very bad case of travel sickness <laughs> Two points The whole season long Two points And it's quite a road Yeah Having said that though They've not got the same problems winning away in the cup That's the league that they've they've, you know, they've won a couple of away cup ties So maybe that's where they're saving it for Well, no VAR up there tonight So anything could happen A nice early finish Unless it goes the distance Anyway, 01419511025 Come on down What are you thinking ahead of this weekend? Are you talking hearts against Celtic tomorrow? I mean, that's usually a blockbuster fixture anyway Remember that 4-3? Mm. Only a couple of months ago It was incredible And now this one With the added jeopardy Of elimination from the Scottish Cup as well As Kenny says They are split across the weekend Rangers, Wraith, Rovers Kenny again, you know, I'm sure we'll touch on all these in, in greater detail But Rangers off the back of The best performance of the season I think for most people Really I guess Needing If that's the right word To win the Scottish Cup Given the way the other two competitions have gone um, And still in amongst all these conversations About futures And Ryan Kent's contract And Ryan Jack And Kamal Roof's season's over So Still a lot going on there There is And again like Since Michael's came in And definitely in the last kind of Two, three weeks it's, It's definitely went up a couple of notches When he's talking about Too many players in the squad Needing to trim it Players that are out of contract Losing a cup final And everything that comes along with that But the one thing about it They have reacted pretty well With a solid performance at home First half were excellent Again Not so good in the second half Against Kilmarnock But on Wednesday night At Easter Road no doubt performance of the season Not just in terms of the result The amount of chances mm. that were created how, how quick the ball was moving off the ball And how aggressive they were with their press To go and win it back high up To a man There was top top performances in that Rangers team on Wednesday Right come on Let's get stuck in 01419511025 Or it's Twitter at Clyde SSB Get in touch Let us know what you're thinking Ahead of the weekend Thomas Is a Celtic fan from Coatbridge Take it away Thomas Hi, how you doing? Um, I just, I mean, obviously it takes a lot to phone in on kind of subjects like this, but Robbie Nielsen, um, he can't get by a game that Celtic play against Hearts without some sort of comment negatively about Celtic scoring goals or whatever. And now he comes out with a statement about decapitation before he gets a a decision at Celtic Park. Uh, This is a guy who has conceded how many? 20-odd goals and only scored two at Tynecastle in the last seven games uh, against Rangers. I don't think he's getting any credibility at all in football. Just want to know your view on that. I mean, the Rangers thing, I know we do this here, but he, he, Robbie Nielsen mumps and moans when Hearts play Rangers as well, Hugh. You know, oh, yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't think we need to separate the, the two as such. What did you make of the latest? Did you ever anticipate the... Time when the word decapitation would be used so often on Clyde One Super Scoreboard. That's why I tried to send the whole business up by saying we're going from decapitation to anticipation. <laughs> it's a stupid thing to say. Uh, and Thomas on the line is quite right. He, he's uh, one of the great greeting faces of Scottish football, Robbie Nielsen. What Robbie Nielsen takes should, one to no one. Well, of, of course, course absolutely. Yeah. What Robbie should concentrate on is that he may be third. But he's 25 points behind the team who are second He'd be better concentrating on Hearts uh, And he was beaten by a Celtic side Who scored three magnificent goals Ange Postacoglu rightly pointing out That Kyogo is so good He's almost too good for the other Celtic players uh, And it was a fine spirited match Andy Halliday put a cross in for the Hearts first goal That was more reminiscent of Andy Robertson 
All sorts of things were going on It was a good game And what Robbie Nielsen had to say Was as stupid as it was inaccurate I mean it's a great line Because it's got everyone talking in that regard Kenny um, I mean to strip it back Was that a red card anyway? That's where you need to start Should it have been a red card? And I think most people don't necessarily agree The Hearts fans may do What was your take on it? I didn't think it was a red card I, th- I think had he Had he been steaming in From 15 yards away At full speed And catching Again I don't like the stills I've said it many times yeah. On this show I think even still shows It's actually the outside His boot that's connecting It's not necessarily the studs But He's standing a yard and a half away He lunges He catches him It's a free kick and a yellow card And we move on No way mm. it's a straight red card Does it add a bit of spice To tomorrow Thomas? I don't know if Heart Celtic games at Tynecastle in a Scottish Cup quarter final need any more, but is it all set up? Uh, it's all set up, as you say. You know, I mean, uh, Hearts and Celtic games don't need kind of build up that much, especially at Tynecastle. It's always a, a hard game. I'm not going to dispute that. And, and Kenny and Hugh are bang on. You know, I mean, Kenny's played football at a higher level than me, but see, the tackles, the tackles were nilly willy when I was going in, when I was playing football. You know, I mean, but for Robbie Nielsen, who wasn't. The queenest of players in his day To be coming away with that statement I think it's a bit rich There's no point in picking him up On being a bit of a hard case When he was a player Thomas Because You know Celtic, Rangers Plenty of other teams Have had real hard cases And the fans love them for it I, I'm not bothered about his past As a player I just think it was an ill-judged remark to make And I just think He's a deflection artist Every time something happens to Hearts he takes the story in another direction to deflect away. We've not seen this before, though, right? And before anyone, do do not accuse me of comparing Robbie Nielsen to Sir Alex Ferguson, right? Uh-huh. That's not. But you know where I'm going with this. Is it? Do we sometimes see this with our other big clubs to try and this sort of siege mentality of ah, you don't get anything in Glasgow? It's that sort of thing, isn't it? Yeah, of course. He is like Alex Ferguson. They both have two arms and two legs. Uh, but there, the comparison ends. Um, as I say. I look at the league table I look at a Hearts team Who are 25 points off third uh, Second place So Focus on that I think incidentally Hearts are a magnificently run club I think And Budge does a great job I think The Hearts supporters Put in millions of pounds They are Mm. Very much the acceptable face Of Fan ownership It's a terrific club And the manager should pipe down and realised that he's lucky to be in charge Thomas, it, it, I guess on paper Is this about as tough a, a quarter-final really as you could face? Like I know Celtic are winning all the time So I'm sure you'll be confident But um, the draw could have been easier uh, Definitely, it could have been easier Any away game in any cup no tournament is difficult I mean, because it's a one-off I mean, uh, Celtic potentially could be going for a, a treble But in a game that's a one-off You're away from home You've got VAR, you've got referees. There's there's loads and loads of reasons why the decisions might not go your way. You know, I mean, it's difficult. But Hearts are definitely the third best team in Scotland, no doubt. It. I mean, they came to Celtic Park last in, in Wednesday, and I thought for the ninety minutes they've been one of the better teams that have came to Celtic Park and set up in a in a in a style that wasn't totally defensive. They were quite attacking, as was showed by their first goal in six minutes. Ginelli takes it well. I mean, I've got no gripes about Hearts being a football team, as Hugh says. They're a decent football side. It's just, the manager should pipe down, as Hugh's saying. You know I mean, let their players do the talk, you know what I mean? Well, Ange Postacoglu was asked about those comments. 
I think every manager's got the right and the prerogative to analyse games the way they want to. They can summarise it the way they want to. I did my summary after the game. I did my analysis. Um, that's the feedback I get to, gave to the players. What other managers say or think, it's of no interest to me. It has I don't know what why I would take into account another person's view of what I've seen. You know, it doesn't register with me. It never has. So, you know, like I said, every manager has the right to analyse and summarise a game the way they want to in in their eyes, and you know that's fine by me. I've got no issue with that. But you know, does that mean then I go away and say, oh my god? You know, look what he said or look what the other bloke said or, you know, look what some person who's analysed the game said about our game Then what the hell am I doing here? I mean, I gave my analysis, I gave my summary. I thought we were we weren't at our best in terms of our fluency. I thought we were better second half and I thought we showed a really strong mindset to sort of score three good goals and, and, you know, get the win. So that's all I need to sort of worry about. That's peak Ange, you know, and he's, I believe every word he just said there. I know my own profession Robbie Nielsen comes out with uh, A wild statement after the game And the members of my profession think Oh wow, there's a great headline And they are quite right to do so Uh, But then The next step in the game Is that you go to the Celtic manager Because they're playing each other again Four days later And you say, what about him saying decapitation Uh, So Ange As he has done since he arrived here Uh Looks you in the eye And thinks well Why would I be bothered about that There's the obvious differences Kenny It's at Tynecastle That's a tighter pitch It's an away game for Celtic It's a cup game It's win or bust So How does that Manifest itself To a different football match tomorrow I don't think it does I I, I really don't I think Hearts have actually Stumbled upon something That was Obviously not successful The other night But but was close and, And sort of worked at times That they'll just try and do again Hearts are a good team They're at home They're going to have their own fans It makes a difference Because of the, the atmosphere In the stadium Again The, the, the tight environment there. I mean Tynecastle Again That's the thing that comes out Oh it's a notorious Hard place to go The tight pitch The fans are on top of you It's a pitch Celtic are playing well They're going to turn up Like Hughes just says And Just focuses on Him His team And how they're going to mm. Approach the game He's not interested In any outside noise However He's going to put his team On the pitch On On, on the Tomorrow afternoon And he's going to go And look to win the game And that's why I think Robbie Nielsen Disrespects his own players Not anybody at Celtic He disrespects his own players You had Thomas on the line Saying he Has rarely seen a team Go to Celtic Park And play the way Hearts did And as I say Andy Halliday And Ginelli Combining to get them into uh, A lead It it almost shocked the, The crowd at Celtic Park Because they thought This doesn't happen here to be fair to Robbie Hughie, He didn't make that same oh, statement yeah, He didn't fair, make it like, felt they went there And played the, the pretty well The decapitation thing was one Split second of a, a lengthy press conference And he spoke again today And spoke about the tactics And, and the team and so on So um, let's not be too selective We'll thank Thomas for the moment We're going to bring in Sean and Dennison after these You are the voice of Scottish football Call 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans and Kenny Miller are here Scottish Cup quarter final weekend But it's also the day that Ange Postacoglu and Michael Beale Looked ahead to those games So they've offered their opinions on a number of topics And it seems to have got everyone going Let's bring in Sean in Denison What's on your mind tonight Sean? Hi guys um, Hi Hugh and Kenny yeah. uh, First time speaking to you guys um, I was used to speak about Ange And he's like Tottenham uh, we're seeing a producer Gordon I think Ange is going to be linked with 
just about every job that comes up down there. Um, but personally, I think he's no going to be like the rest of them. I can't see him being like, like Rogers and just, just wanting to get down and move on. Like, down there, Leicester was a bigger job in Celtic. I think we all know it's not. But you kind of look what's happened now when he could have been, he could have had a statue at Parkhead and he's went down there and kind of fell away a bit. And I don't, I can't see Ange doing the same. It was just to get your thoughts on. Yeah, just to, to sort of bring it up in case anyone, Hugh, I think the first place I saw was at the Telegraph or something down south. I think yeah. the first place, by the way, Spurs still have a manager, don't they? Unless I've missed something. I, I, but you, you get the point, they're in a bit of a, a predicament. Ange Postacoglu's name was mentioned down there. What do you think? I watched the other press conferences today. Brentford's manager, Thomas Frank, doing a sensational job there. He was asked about Tottenham because obviously he'd be linked with it. Uh, Roberto De Berzi is already at the biggest club in England at Brighton uh, but even he was asked about it uh, so of course all manner of names are thrown into the pot because it seems unlikely that Antonio Conte will be there at the start of next season uh, fans I, I'm not asking them to be flattered because the Celtic manager is mentioned in connection with a job of that magnitude but it will be inevitable and one day Sean there may come a job that appeals to Ange Postacoglu and he may be open to discussion. I don't think it's Tottenham. I don't think that he's in any way unsettled at Celtic right now. I do think he's looking forward to a grandstand finish to the season. I do believe he'll be at Celtic next season because the Champions League, again, will be a challenge to him that he might not get at other clubs in England. But... He's a very successful football manager who has taken this country and one club in particular by storm. Therefore, like great players who score lots of goals and get lots of headlines, he becomes an item. Well, he was asked about that today as well. Like I said in the past, I don't look at it at all. It's just not of interest to me and it's not, you know, I don't wake up and sort of get a daily briefing on the latest gossip Um you know, um, whether that's football or non-football related, it's, you know, I get up every morning and I come to work and sort of deal with what's in front of me and the rest of it, I don't, it doesn't mean anything to me. It doesn't affect me. It doesn't affect the people around me. Um, like I said, it's just, uh, you know, like most things, uh, you know, people want to have something to talk about and they pick things that, uh, you know, fairly obscure and, you can sort of run with without worrying too much of any factual evidence behind it. Especially, Hugh, if, if we get a... I know there's this feeling that he's just going to be linked with everything. This The last one was Leeds, and it felt like there was at least a, a bigger discussion to be had there, because first of all, there was a vacancy. Uh -huh. They didn't fill that vacancy for quite some time. You were getting ex-Leeds players on massive TV stations saying Ange Postacoglu would be a good shout. Does... Does this one feel just a bit more sort of vague, if you like? I mean, he there himself is talking about, yeah. you know, why would I pay any attention to that? And he used the phrase, no factual evidence, mm. and he's absolutely correct. But this is football, and speculation, as Kenny knows, is a major part of our football. Not just Scottish football, British football. And if you have been as successful 
as Ange Postacoglu has been since he got here. And if you are on this long, almost ridiculously long, unbeaten run, then of course you're going to be thought of, not necessarily linked with, but thought of in connection with a vacancy down south. But as we stand here tonight, he is happy at Celtic and is not interested in speculation. And as he said, there is no factual evidence. Just means that you, Kenny, need to join that lengthy queue of former Rangers players who say that they'll be happy to, to drive him. To, I mean, London is further though. Yeah. No, he's going to get linked. That's it. And you know what? He will he will eventually move on. You know, so Celtic fans will know like you hear it, but this is just the it's the nature of the business where he's uh, he's doing a brilliant job and he seem he is really, really content in the job. And I think I believe him when he says he's not interested in anything else, but there'll be times when the opportunities will be presented in front of him that and he thinks, you know what, he's getting to a stage in his career now where he maybe wants to manage at the absolute top level. Celtic are a massive football club and yes, they'll be in Champions Leagues and yes, the demands that are put on Rangers and Celtic to win leagues and uh, win trophies are unlike anywhere else. But to test himself at the top against the best, which whether it be down in England, whether it be in the Bundesliga in Germany, Serie A or wherever, I think he will move on and he'll move on to a big, a big, big opportunity for him. And it'll come, it'll come soon. Sean 01419511025 Thank you Twitter is at Clyde SSB Let's bring in John Who's a Celtic fan Hearts for the second time In four days John what are you thinking About this one? Uh, well I think Same as same again We'll probably Be a hard game But we'll Come through it No problem And this why These things say Kenny Miller's probably right I just I'm not happy to say But uh, <laughs> And and he's probably will go at some point and you know what I mean, I'll be sad to see the guy go, you know. Yeah, glad like we said to you on, on both parts, it doesn't seem like that there is this there's not there's not an offer there anyway. He's he's gone out of his way in the past to talk about his level of contentment and so on. So fans, until either of those change it's, it's hard to take it much further forward. Fans have to remember this is a two way street. When Brendan Rogers left they were heartbroken, but Brendan did what suited Brendan. And the other side of the coin is that when Neil Lennon, uh, an iconic Celtic player, a manager who had brought many trophies to Celtic on two different occasions, when Neil Lennon hit trouble, the fans were outside shouting for his head. So it's a two-way street. The managers are there until they get an offer that they think is good for them, and then they go, or... Mm. The fans take a dislike to the way the managers run the team and then they protest outside the ground. That's the reality. Uh, Robbie Nielsen had uh, some interesting comments after the game the other night, John. Tynecastle's always uh, an interesting place to go as well. Is it, is it all adding to the occasion for tomorrow? Oh, definitely, definitely. And Robbie will probably have a moan about something after the game anyway. That's, that's, that's a guaranteed, you know, to say he's a right level than I am, Jolly. But as I said, he didn't complain about the offside goal they got, which was uh, clearly marked up in the sports scene after the game. As I said, I watched the highlights and I saw it. He said, but he never, he never seemed to moan about that, you know. So I said, what do you mean the the, the the goal that Janelli scored? Yeah, yeah, he's, he was marginally. I mean, you're talking just like, like thumbprint. I mean, a, a, a thumb, a thumb outside, but he was outside. You know, if they're going to use VR properly, you know, what I mean, and they did flag hmm. it up. The three, the, the, the three panel panelists on the. Sporting said it was offside. No, you know, no, they didn't actually. No, they, they said he was marginally onside. 
Remember, like John, I, I can't make you believe it, obviously, but there's this sort of technology bit, and you said, you know, that you've seen it, and it's clearly offside. That that's the bit that Hawkeye is supposed to sort of clear up, isn't it? That's why we've paid the paid the money for it. The, close, the closest guy to the goal when the ball was played forward, he was, he was the, the the ball was played three three. He was behind. He was in front of the ball when the ball was played, and he was also front of the, the Celtic players. No, look, I get all. I, well, I suppose what I'm trying to get at, John, and I, I don't mean this to sound like cheeky in any way, but you, you would understand why they would sort of trust the technology rather than how it looked to you on your TV. Because, like, I may agree with you. I've seen loads where I watch the telly and I think that looks offside, and it's given the other way. Or vice versa But there just becomes a point Where you just almost have to To trust what this expensive technology Is telling you, know. It was close, you know I mean, since I didn't really I've ever Crikey, that's what I said But in real time I thought it was on You know I mean? I'll be putting my hands up mm. You know, I wouldn't see what actually saw it, saw it and So I've, ne- I've really no complaints The only complaint I've got is Robbie Nielsen highlights everything You know what I mean? But the But everything If there's anything goes against this team It's highlighted but he never highlights when things go for his team. Again, John, again, I think you disrespect your own players. Celtic went a goal down. It was a real novelty because it doesn't happen very often at Celtic Park under Ange Postacoglu. And they came back with three stunning goals. I think that's where you start. Mm. Celtic's <laughs> come back in three like goals. John can, can mention because it is in the context of Robbie Nielsen. Uh, Kenny, like. We've got enough trouble here debate. Is that a handball or is it not? Is that a red card or is it not? At some point you've just kind of got to accept That if, if Hawkeye driven technology tells you it's offside It's offside Offside's it? offside and onside's onside yeah. It's no black and it's not It is black and white when it comes to the offside And I get it, we have seen We've seen numerous ones with either Not just Luke here on you've or Luke, seen, you've Of seen course Premier League and, and Champions League nights You think like what, what even's going on here It looks looks clearly on and But there is a, a study, a player Or the mm. toe of a, a boot that's just behind it Eventually that plays everybody on Or a toe that's ahead that plays it off You know, so we we'll have to just accept that It's there, it's, I mean, the technology's in it's black and white You're either offside Or you're onside And I think when it When it is that close I get there can be debates And all oh, well, the lines there And are they thicker this week Or, or, or by the way Sometimes yeah. We're actually not even getting To see the lines Offside's offside Because here's the thing That might surprise you You know I was Been along to Clydesdale House And like many members Of the media Just to see how it works So you get a, a sort of Understanding And believe it or not Our lines They actually do need To be quite far apart you know, like in the when it first came in in England, you were talking about genuinely that's that's a that's a toenail that's off. You know, that's a a hair on the forearm that's off, sort of thing. If our VAR flags up, if it, if Hawkeye the technology, if it says offside, it actually means there's a bit of daylight between the the two lines. Um, if the over if the lines overlap in any way, so the line from the furthest point of the attacker, the furthest point of the defender, if those lines. Overlap in any way Then you don't You don't get the decision So they actually need to be Apart believe it or not and Again I kind of agree with John that If I'm looking at that I think that is So what you're actually saying then He could be offside Because the lines overlap he could, but No no the opposite It goes the other way He's actually So it would be offside then That's what, what you're you saying So you're saying If they overlap mm-hmm. It would be given as Offside Rather than Being given as onside I've now confused myself We're going have, have, yeah, well, have confused yeah. There gonna, needs to be daylight Between the lines This goal stands I'm yeah. talking about You know Obviously another way You would need to be You need to be offside With a bit of daylight uh, Yeah 
Okay. Yeah. Read the I mean? paper, Celtic one three one. And by the way, and, and it was offside. Oh, it goes Vars then. I think so. Something like that. Let's hear from Robbie Nielsen. I don't know if John will want to listen to him any further, but what about his thoughts on the game? So it was a tough game. Firstly, going to Parkhead on Wednesday was a tough one for us and I thought we played really well but coming Saturday, the Scottish Cup game, win or lose, it's on the day, so it's always a, a great atmosphere and one that we're looking forward to. You know, we managed to nullify them at times, you know, on um, Wednesday night I think they still had the majority of the play and there's no doubting that they're a, they're a top team, you know, so we know that, you know, we probably brought one of our best games, we have to do that again and have to try and nullify them but also create more of a threat problem than we did the other night. Yeah, it can be done, you know, we scored the other night, we've created a few chances, we nullified them as well, so we've got to do the basics well, which is cover the yards. You know, when we look at our stats from the other night, we were probably the highest we've ran all season, we need to do that again. And then we need to bring the quality we brought at times, we need to do that more throughout the game, and obviously you need to ride your luck as well against a very good team. They must, Hugh, have both prioritised the cup tie. They yeah. must have. Yeah, of course. We look at the changes Ange Postacoglu made to his full-backs, which he very rarely does or hasn't done in a while. Yeah. And there was no Barry Mackay, there was no Robert Snodgrass um, from the start. Lauren Shankland is actually still an injury doubt for tomorrow as well. He's yeah. going to be given to the very last um, minute there and, and maybe risked. So that'll be interesting to see. Andy Halliday on this very programme on Monday night said, I would rather win on Saturday than on Wednesday at Celtic Park. I know because I sat there and I wrote it down. And that's the way hearts are thinking. Andy Halliday did his best to contradict his own statement by putting in that fabulous cross for Ginelli to score. However, hearts as a club, Robbie Nielsen as a manager, Andy Halliday as a player, they have all clearly prioritised tomorrow's game and it's going to be a sensational game. I just hope that we don't spend all of next week talking about VAR. Have you forgotten the last time these sides met? At oh, oh, yes, I do I'm understand. Just, just getting over it, I think. And Michael Smith will probably <laughs> return to the side as well tomorrow, uh, having been left out for Nathaniel Atkinson on Wednesday night. And Michael was involved in one of the many controversies mm. the last time they met at Tynecastle. But of course it's going to be a terrific game I've, There were so many I've actually lost count So there was The Michael Smith Penalties Was there two Did Hearts get two, two penalties, penalties For them on, on the penalties, there, yeah. was an, there was encroachment though On one of them Yeah That's yeah, so, crazy cause it was, So uh, that got yeah. picked up Then right at the start Celtic had the ball In the back of the net But the whistle had already gone So VAR couldn't Oh it was uh, A more straightforward afternoon I please. think you'll get a repeat <laughs> tomorrow I mean it, that, that was a league game This is a cup tie And uh, you know We're getting to mm. The penultimate stage of the competition With a Hearts Rangers final Last season Hearts will think that they can get to the final This season Celtic went out at the semi-final stage Ange Postacoglu will want to do better mm. than that this season It will be nothing short of Fantastic Hearts have reached three of the last four finals Kenny Where is the the balance between taking great heart from that Great confidence Great belief And also maybe Maybe the hurt of not being able to get over the line once you get there. There can't be many uh, yeah, groups of players. Celtic, Celtic Hearts, uh, Rangers. Sorry, Celtic, Celtic Rangers. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, you're coming up against the favourites. You know, you're going in as underdogs. Hearts are a very, very good team. They've got third place last season. They've only came back up from the championship. They've made, like you've just said, they've made three cup finals last one. That's success. There's no getting away from it. I would imagine at the start of your season, Hearts will say, right, we need European football. 
and we need to be semi-finals of cups. Mm-hmm. That's what I would imagine would be would be gauge the success. Well, they've went over and above that. They've got to cup finals. Yes, they fell short of the final hurdle, and they've got third last year. They're on track to get third again, and they've got an opportunity. They're coming up against the best team in the country at the moment. Last year can they, they came be, up. Can they be a real genuine threat to to knock Celtic out tomorrow? Of course they can. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course they can. Again, particularly at Tynecastle, as much as I'm saying that Angel no change anyway, he'll still approach the game the exact same way whether it was home or away. But the fact that is that Tynecastle will give Hearts a better opportunity in front of their own fans. They're going to have the majority with the atmosphere and everything that's created there. They've got a chance. Celtic are going to be overwhelming favourites, and, and rightly yeah. so. But but Hearts have got good players that can hurt them. Now believe me when I say this, I, when I got involved in this show, I never for a second thought that I would. Give you news like this But we we just live in strange times And you probably are interested to know That Alan Shearer has now confirmed to the BBC That he won't be appearing on Match of the Day tomorrow night either Along with Ian Wright uh, And of course after the Strikers Union that. News. That's what that is now, I just thought I'd tell you I, I, if, the, if the Dazzler and the Mushroom are not here tomorrow When we turn up for work mm-hmm. Gordon we will, We'll have to check Glasgow Airport Lineker and the Dazzler have got the same sort of hair Colour yeah, and there end the similarities. Oh. Um, but you, you never know. Uh, what about you, Rangers fans? Then you've got till Sunday to wait for the game. Of course, what are you thinking? Michael Beale says go full strength. Uh, big news on the injury front today. Kamar Roof season is over. Tom Lawrence's season is already over. John Souter's season hasn't really managed to get going yet. We've not seen Yilmaz in a while. Where are you on the frustration of all this? Uh, and anything else that's on your mind now is the time to share it. 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Kenny Miller are here It's 0141-951-1025 Or you can tweet your kindest, warmest regards To at Clyde SSB Really looking forward to this weekend I must admit, Scottish Cup quarter-finals I mean, don't get me wrong Hugh Keevans pleaded with the SFA Not to give us only one game per day uh, Which causes a bit of havoc On Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard On a Saturday afternoon But his pleas fell on deaf ears So there we are Um, Let's hear a bit from Michael Beale He says the team will be at full strength uh, Against Wraith uh, but he did confirm Tom Lawrence and Kemal Roof will be out until next season after undergoing operations. What do you make of that news, Rangers fans? It'll be the strongest team. It's a quarter-final. It's important. The, the team set a standard in the last couple of games, the boys that have started. So as long as there's no issues, it'll be close to those two teams and the other boys will have to fight in training to earn their minutes. And if the game allows, we'll, we'll give people minutes. But this is a quarter-final, so we're playing it as if it's, uh, we're giving it the, the respect that it deserves. Ridvan and John Suter and Leon King are all available for selection as well. So uh, it's, a, it's a difficult decision to cut that from 21 to 18 for the weekend. Unfortunately, Tom Lawrence had a, another operation, which means he'll be back in pre-season. Kamar Roof uh, has had a minor operation. He'll be back for pre-season as well. So the decision was taken that with uh, the short amount of league games left, it was better to get these boys ready for a new campaign and, and they'll be important players for us come pre-season for sure. Some time of it on the injury front. Billy, what do you make of it all? Hi, Gordon. Thanks for putting us through. Pleasure. Um, it's just, it's just these injuries. I mean, especially Tom Lawrence. I can't actually remember the last time Tom Lawrence actually played in a Rangers game. And um, I know through Giovanni and all that, he's like, he's always so many weeks away, and so many weeks away, and all this. And now all of a sudden he's having another operation. And I'm just wondering what's going on. And the same way, obviously, from our roof. 
you know what I mean? It's just, I think the Rangers fans have been fed, fed the information that they, they think that they want to hear. You know, and there's something absolutely desperate going on. If, yeah. if just in case Billy was looking for an actual answer, it was 27th of August when Rangers beat Ross County 4 0. Um, if anyone's I mean, keeping Yannis, track. Yannis had you was out for a year. I mean, does that mean there's something going on? It means he was very unfortunate. Kamar Roof, I think, has had so many injury problems that you're, you're dealing with a, a fragile body. But does, does it, what does he mean by going on? Well, I, I probably about to contradict myself here because. You can only speculate, and I have got no idea. But what what would you not concede that it's not entirely surprising that the Rangers fans would think this was more than bad luck in terms of the number of them, the length of them, the number of setbacks. And again, I apologise wholeheartedly to the Rangers medical staff if that sounds accusatory. Right? It's not not necessarily meant to be. But if I was a Rangers fan, I would be asking the same questions as Billy. Well. Uh, I'd have to take the opposite tack and say that, that you know, in, in the case of Kamar Roof, you're talking about someone who is vulnerable in terms of uh, injuries. Um, you, you to to think that there's something going on is to cast aspersions in the direction mm. of the Rangers medical staff as if they're not up to mm. treating these players properly. You know, and I t- couldn't begin to prove to ask, that. You know, t- do you know what I mean, Kenny? Like I, I think they are. I, th- I actually think they are. Uh, and again, it's. We don't know what goes on. We don't know what type of rehabbing is get done. But what what there is is there is a long line of players who have been out long time. I mean, Hadji's was a was a year long injury. You know that was it. I mean, it, it took a little bit longer to get back. But you need to make sure you're right. But there is guys like Suter, Jack, Roof, and now Lawrence as well who are come back then they're out. Then they're come back then they're out. You had a little bit of that with Davies at the start of the season as well. Young Maz again was the same. He was out. Then he was almost back. Mm-hmm. Then he was out again. There, I think there, there can be questions It's natural You know If Michael Beal kept picking the wrong team And kept getting beat People would be asking him Why are you picking these players but So John, it's the same, it's the same. It's John the same. Suter for example Kenny Was injury prone at Tynecastle You know it, it was And Roof's been injury prone Over his, his three years at Rangers I, I get that But There is also a situation where There could be That's why the, the questions are getting asked That's why That's why Billy's saying Well what is going on Because there's, there's so many guys coming Ryan Jack had it Ryan Jack had it for a long spell He missed a lot of games And a lot of time Because he was coming mm-hmm. back And he was still feeling the same thing So I, I, I get the questions Listen It might it might it, just be rotten luck Did Tom Lawrence go onto Instagram Or something and said You know After trying everything Over the past five months In and out the gym The only solution Was to have surgery And get ready to play again Next season Surgery went well um, So again Whether this comes from People who don't know What they're talking about Like, like us or fans Some people are well, You know Could the surgery have Taking place earlier, you know yeah. what that 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 five month period is that where there's been a, a miscalculation on the likelihood that you you do recover without the surgery, and look, we are not experts on anything really, and we're now really straying into <laughs> uncharted territory. But you can understand why fans who pay their hard earned want to know why these guys are so unavailable. Absolutely can, and you know when it, when you when you look at certain things and when you're assessing injuries, I mean sometimes surgery is the last. Option mm-hmm. you don't want to do it because certain injuries can be like the surgery is not a good thing. Sure. You know it is an absolute last resort to try and fix a problem. So I can understand why some of these injuries will be viewed on like that. Listen, you can under fans are entitled to ask their questions when there's players mm-hmm. who they get told they're going to be back in a number of weeks and end up out for a lot longer than that. I mean we're talking. Lawrence was potentially going to be back for after the World Cup. Yeah. Well, fast forward seven months now for pre-season. So you get it. Like I said, it could just be rotten luck. And what I do always say, because I think it just gets lost, I don't care if it's Rangers or Celtic or whoever, 
the sympathy has to go with these players, right? Because I know that fans get frustrated and all the rest of it, but how rotten must it be for the players? So we always give them sympathy first, if we can. I mean, Billy, Kimar Ruth, so it's the latest, his season's over. He sort of keeps trying to come back and it's it's not happening. It's Is that a real frustration? Because it feels like a lot of Rangers fans have got a lot of belief in what he can bring to the team, but you just don't see it very often. I, I mean, obviously, Kamar Ruth can bring a situation. You know what I mean? He can bring a lot to the team, and it just seems, I don't know, if it's into training or it's Hugh and all that says, it's just his body giving up. But it just seems every time he comes back, you're just waiting for that word saying, oh, sorry, he's out injured again. You know what I mean? And that's that's what I'm hearing for a lot of, a lot of people that I speak to. You know, with being you know Rangers fans and and other fans as well. Like, oh, he's a liability. It's been a career-long problem for Kamar Roof, and he's done well on the face of it to have played as many games as he has done and scored as many goals as he has done. But the bottom line for me in all of this is that if we are unwilling to accept that it's just bad luck then I would be unwilling to blame a medical staff when I have no absolutely no knowledge of what they are doing and how good they are at doing it. I think also, Kenny, not to, to sort of circle back to the point about you know sympathy with the player, I, I've seen social media today and it's almost there's this reaction of like, oh, there, there's Kamal Roof injured again. Look, we need, we need to just get rid of him. Just get rid of the guy. If reports are to believe, Kamal Roof's on upwards of 30, 35 grand a week, maybe even more. What do you mean get rid of him? Do you know what I mean? Like the guy's He's, he's under contract he, well, well you can if you pay him his money You well, know that's, what, the, that's a lot of money You know See the first thing Like Hugh says And, and you've alluded to as well Players don't choose To course. be injured You know like, And that's the thing Like it's a, it's a horrible place to be Particularly again in these scenarios Where it's recurring injuries And it's one after the other And all, all you want to do is actually By the way sometimes it's not even about playing You're on that treadmill You're looking at your teammates out there training you know, it's no nice. It's no a nice place to be for the player. So they, they don't choose it. It might just be rotten luck. There could be yes, it will not be the first time that you see issues with a, a medical team or a rehab uh, situation that there's wrong decisions made along the line. Again, they're not accusing anybody. Oh, you're you're looking for a solution. You're trying to find a reason why it keeps happening. You know, it might just be rotten luck. But like you say it's not the player. The player doesn't choose it, and the sympathy's got to be, go to them. And again. For Rangers fans, you want to see Roof, you want to see Lawrence back pre-season, ready to go to attack a new season. Thank you to Billy and Clyde Bank. It's that time already. What a quick hour that was. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. Question number one on tonight's Beat the Pundit Who is hosting match of the day tomorrow uh-huh. night? We'll hopefully have an answer for Hold you by the Director General on the phone by the, time, uh, by the time Beat the Pundit comes around Until then, you've got until 7 o'clock to get your calls in If you want to play 01419511025 We had a bit of a wobble earlier in the week But I think a 2-1 win for Mark Wilson last night Not a classic Let's see what we've got tonight Lines close at 7 Step up to the plate, why don't you? Tackle the headlines one four one nine five one one zero two five. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Kenny Miller are here. It's 0141951025 and we are looking ahead to. I was going to say tomorrow's Scottish Cup quarter final weekend actually starts tonight. You know, seven forty five. So not far away. Inverness, Kilmarnock. What a chance uh, to get into the semi finals for both of these sides. So we've heard from. 
Uh, Michael Beale We've been discussing the injury situation With Kamal Roof and Tom Lawrence uh, We've been talking a lot about Celtic Covering a lot of different ground Robbie Nielsen's decapitation Well, not Robbie Nielsen Do you know you know what I mean? The comments yes, yes. Before I get us in any, any trouble um, The rematch between the sides tomorrow Ange Postacoglu talking about Tottenham of all things So if you've got anything to elaborate on Please do and if you want to change the theme completely, it's the same number 01419511025. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Come on then, beat the pundit time. Let's see who's going to finish the week on a high. Is it the pundits, Hugh Evans and Kenny Miller, or is it Kyle in Kirk and Tillock? How's it going, Kyle? All right, how you doing? Not bad. Have you ever played before? No, I never played before that Good, that's the way I prefer I don't mind someone comes on for a bit of yeah, revenge yeah, or whatever But, you know, I always like to fresh blood Hugh And see what we can come up with Kyle, uh, Kyle Fikirki Heads it will be Hugh, tails it will be Kenny Miller Who lost this week? Oh, need I ask, was it Tuesday? Gordon Diel, I think I think yes, he had, he a, I think yeah, he had he a wobble um, Anyway, heads it's Hugh, tails it's Kenny And it's heads, it's Hugh Keevans up against Kyle From Kirk and Tillett Does that suit you, Kyle? Ah, I'll put him in his place <laughs> I like it, a bit of fighting talk <laughs> Anyway, let's give Hugh some Clyde 2 to listen to And I'm going to turn that up nice and loud, Kyle, so that he can't hear us And the rules are pretty straightforward 30 seconds, answer as many as you can And if you want to pass and move on, that's fine by me, okay? Perfect, Let's go, 30 seconds on the clock and your time starts now How many goals has Kamar Roof scored for Rangers this season? Name any former Celtic player who's currently at Club Bruges Jack Hendry Who was the last manager to win the Scottish Premiership with more than 100 points? Steen Gerrard Michael Gardine had four different spells with which SPFL team? Pass Lewis Mayo is on loan from Rangers at which team? Kilmarnock Name any current SPFL manager who's previously played for the Republic of Ireland Neil Lennon Okay, let's bring back Hugh Keevans. Hugh, can you hear us? I can. Good. Same set of questions. Ready? Okay. Let's do it. How many goals has Kamal Roof scored for Rangers this season? Three. Name any former Celtic player who's now at Club Bruges. Uh, Jack Henry. Who was the last manager to win the Scottish Premiership with over 100 points? Um, Brendan Rodgers. Michael Gardine had four different spells with which SPFL team? Uh, Ross County. Lewis Mayo is on loan from Rangers at which club? Partick Thistle Name any current SPFL manager who's previously played for the Republic of Ireland um, Pass Ooh. Current SPFL manager Kyle, do you think you've done enough? Nah, I think you may have maybe by one or two I wouldn't be so sure, let's find out Kamal Roof's got two goals this season uh-huh. None of you got it, that's fine Jack Hendry is at Club Bruges Well done, you both got it So is Dedrick Boyata, apparently Oh. I must admit Producer Chris I did not know that I had lost track of him uh, So there we go Stephen Gerrard Was the last manager To win it With over 100 points Hugh oh. And Kyle got it So it's 2-1 To Kyle However Hugh Keevans equalises Michael Gardine Had four spells At Ross County So a level Good game You've hit the post here Sort of Now you've hit, I'd say the side netting Hugh Because oh. Lewis Mayo Used to be in loan At Partick Thistle <sighs> He's now at Kilmarnock And Kyle got it And goes 3-2 oh, well in done, front Kyle. And then you pass the last question So you're done You both got to the last question You both got it wrong The current SPFL managers Who previously played for the Republic of Ireland uh, Jim Goodwin 
He's got one cap. Alan Mabry. Edinburgh City. Peter Murphy of Annan. What? Incredible. Honestly, I must admit, I was surprised. Um, Owen Coyle. Of course. Your old pal. Yeah. Sorry, so, Coyle. There we are. And it is a 3 2 victory for Kyle and Kirk and Tillich. Well done, Kyle. That's great. I had a nightmare with Neil Lennon because I thought he said former, but I'm happy to win. Well, you were wrong on a couple of fronts on that, but we'll let you off because you've won the sign ball before we get ourselves in serious bother. Um, there we are, sign ball for Kyle mm. and Kirk and Tillich. He put me in my place. He said he would. That's true, he did. I always like that when somebody can at least back it up because we get a lot of people on here giving it the big and it goes mm. wrong. I may never, ever get over it. <laughs> I'm sure you will. By the time you've given us a dud match prediction <laughs> uh, tomorrow, I must admit, do you know who the the real tipster that I'm going to look out for now? Who? Jim Duffy James Duffy right the uh-huh. other night came on here and before the games kicked off said what do you think Celtic Park and he said 3-1 Celtic wow bang on what do you think Easter Road don't tell me he said 4-1 he said 4-2 right, but still for a for a, a little doubler I thought that was impressive yeah. he was texting me furiously on Wednesday night um, praying for a Hibs goal um, what, what a double that would have been and incidentally tomorrow have you seen it? Yes Have you seen the fixture list? Clyde versus Queen of the South And they were in here together on Wednesday Yeah, Jim yeah. Duffy and Marvin Bartley Give it all friendly and shaking hands Oh, how is this and how's that? Wouldn't, to... it, wouldn't it be great if they both get sent to the stand? Aye, brilliant we'd just, I think we send you down yeah. actually Because we finish yeah. early tomorrow At four o'clock You could make it down for second half you Give me a lift? Uh, no, but we'll arrange right. a taxi 01419511025 That's the number you need you can tweet us as well At Clyde SSB How weird is it that I'm Sort of refreshing Twitter To tell you all Who <laughs> is or isn't Hosting match of the day tomorrow I mean You have to think on your feet Who's the favourite Who's the favourite for the job now? You I think The yeah. further the longer this goes on um, Yeah it certainly looks Certainly looks <clears> likely You know what I'll stay faithful to you Unless the offer's really good Yeah exactly 150 quid should do it um, yeah. We do have Scottish Cup action tonight By the way Inverness <laughs> Against Kilmarnock in in the Highlands I had a message earlier from Simon Who is a Kilmarnock fan Who as you would expect Was already well on their way At what was that Four o'clock There was a picture on the, the train oh. He said uh, We shout out for the thousand Kelly fans Wow In Inverness tonight He says I didn't know it was that many He says I'd phone in But it might be worse for wear by six Well I'll tell please, you what um, Please drink responsibly As I said earlier On the road Kilmarnock are Undeniably Hopeless So well done the 1,000 Who have kept faith with them Even though mm. Ah but they're not in the cup That's the weird thing They've had two actually Really decent away wins In the cups haven't they What was it Tynecastle and yep. uh, And the dice I'll look it up um, But a chance It's obviously a great chance as well Hugh for For Inverness Like this yeah. is not meant to sound Disrespectful to Killy But If you're a championship team you get to the quarterfinals of the Scottish Cup and you you draw the second worst team in the Premiership at the moment. It's a it, it's not as bad as it could have been in a draw that still gets Celtic, still get Rangers, still yeah. got Hearts. So they'll fancy themselves in a season where they got papped out the Scottish Cup but got back in due to an administrative error. Which may lend the fickle finger of fate to tonight's uh, proceedings. But it's a wonderful distraction for Cali Thistle and Kilmarnock because... Cali Thistle, by their standards, have had a poor season in the Championship. Their last financial figures were truly awful. There's a concern about the club. 
Um, Kilmarnock, miserable season so far. Um, so it's a great distraction for both of them. A welcome relief, as the cliche goes, mm. from their league problems. I can't build a great case for Inverness winning the Scottish Cup at this moment in time, Kenny, right? But they might. But I'm not sure. Um, but as Hugh says, that sort of feeling, you know, remember the. Um, an extreme example When the Denmark players Are all on the beach But they get the phone call They say no you're listening You're, you're in We're back in the Euros And they go in and win it um, Inverness will be thinking This is magnificent A couple of weeks ago We thought we were out the cup We've got a home tie Against a struggling Premiership team To potentially make it to Hamden What an incentive Massive incentive Like you say I mean that's That might be as far as it goes uh, Depending on sure. the draw You mean you just never know When you get lucky the draw I mean you've got Falkirk and Air One of them are going through If the big two did get through and, and they faced each other in the semi and it was an, an uh, Inverness v Air or Falkirk semi they would then have the massive opportunity to get to the final but it's uh, to think of winning it it's a stretch but uh, there's, there's opportunities now to go to Hamden as we've seen in the past things can happen decisions, referees with VAR now which I assume that would be in for the semi-finals you just never know anything can happen but it's a big opportunity tonight for Inverness Great travelling crowd going up there as well So we'll keep an eye on that one That's quarter final one for you tonight Inverness against Kilmarnock Quarter final two Hearts Celtic uh, Then on to Sunday Rangers Wraith And finally Falkirk Air United On Monday night Still League One sides Championship sides All in the Scottish Cup So lots to look forward to um, Let's bring in John Paul Who's a Celtic fan On the line What do you think about tomorrow John Paul Are you Confident Are you wary That it's a potentially Tricky tie Or how would you Sum it up Hi good evening Gents thanks for having me um, Got a couple of points To make but I'll answer Your question here Gordon um, Read the game tomorrow Yep I'm, I'm quite confident Of course Hearts is always Going to be one. Hearts away Is always going to be One of your tough Games of the season Even even one of your Toughest home games Of the season So it goes without Question that you know Playing at Tynecastle Scottish Cup As the boys have said You know a tight pitch The atmosphere um, a pretty decent side. It's, it's going to be a difficult game, but it's not one I don't think you know the team can can um, you know not overcome. So I'm quietly confident. Although you can never can tell in a in a, in a cup game. Mm. I, get, I mean, I get there's no need to ask where the confidence comes from, John Paul. It's you know it's fairly obvious. Um, you've got every right to, given the form and I suppose the manager. What you know, it was a hundred games at the weekend. Um, at the midweek, sorry, and I know when you spoke to the producer, you had various thoughts about Ange Postacoglu on your mind. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was, uh, can I agree with a lot of what you were saying? Um, you know, believing in Ange when he talks, you know, what he says, he means it. He's not someone to sort of trifle his words. And when he does manage to say something about something he's maybe seen or heard in the press, you know, like um, when he's talking about VAR the other day and he says, especially us, you know, he, he makes a pointed point of of it. Um, but it's, but it's few and far between He normally keeps his counsel And I think You know it, It's really instilled In the players as well I, I, I still I still hear a couple of Celtic fans You know it's, it's quite right to You know your team You're kind of worried about Losing leads or You know going behind in games And they'll go oh, What was the game What was the, the The first half like The other night against Hearts You know Were you a bit worried And I say I honestly say no Because I believe in this side to be able to go one down, to lose a goal and not lose confidence at all. You know, teams in the past would have lost a goal maybe two and you could see the energy drop, you could see the jealousy, you could hear it in the crowd, but you don't get that apart, kid, just now that the crowd totally believe that they're going to be able to come back from whatever setback there is and continue on mm-hmm. as they do. I really like that, Hugh. It's a really interesting take on it because football's full of tangible signs of 
Success as you always talk about Yep Results yep. Points totals Trophies What about that other stuff That's not tangible To instill In an entire fan base A A pretty much Unwavering belief That it's going to be okay Because we As a nation And as a You know football fans We're naturally pessimistic You're naturally worried So to, to sort of You know Convince Your entire fan base That Don't fear This this will be fine I, That um like I say, I'm not quite putting it up there with winning trophies or, or league leads at the, the top of the table, but it's quite something to, to reach that, isn't it? And Postacoglu came in. First six league games, he lost three of them. Panic buttons were being pressed all over the place. Since then, and Postacoglu, this is since 2021, and Postacoglu has lost one Scottish Cup tie to Rangers and one league match to St Mirren, and that's it. That's where it's all based on. Ange Postacoglu has brought in exceptional players. Exceptional players do extraordinary things. I give you Kyogo Furuhashi. And obviously, they will go whether it's Tynecastle tomorrow or if they get to the Scottish Cup final, no matter who they play there, they will go feeling that they are equipped to win. Now, if Hearts win tomorrow as a result of a terrific football match that ends in Hearts being the better team That is the nature of the game However John Paul Like everyone else Who supports Celtic Will believe In Furuhashi And Abada And Haksabanovic And Maeda And on Hatati And McGregor And on and on it goes Ange Postacoglu has created The juggernaut As Kenny Miller called it At the start of the programme So They'll go there supremely confident Hearts have prioritised the cup And they'll believe they can beat Celtic So long as we get A fabulous football match The team who wins it Will undoubtedly have deserved to win it Yeah And uh, you know Is it one of the tougher places to go? Yes Do I think Hearts can win? Yes Do I think they will win? Probably not I just think Celtic are, are super strong But stranger things have happened Was it the first one Early in the it was Brendan Rodgers and Hearts finished that long unbeaten run with a 4 0 win. You know, you would never ever seen something no. like that coming. It's uh, I mean, strange things happen. And now with VAR, you just get these situations where a decision gets looked at, all of a sudden you could have lost a player. There could be a goal given that, that's, that, that you never thought you were going to get. There's things that just can happen in football. That are, this is why we love the game. That is so unpredictable. But the smart money would be on Celtic turning up tomorrow, performing the levels that we've all seen them capable mm. of over over the last twenty months under Ange, and they're getting through to another semi final. And again, there's already talk of a treble on you, everybody's lips. You, you've been in dominant domestic sides though up here. How how impressive is it, or how how encouraging is it when you've got to that stage where you're always confident, you know, and it, it doesn't waver because you can't just you can't just say it. You know, people talk about belief, but you kind of need to build it. So how What's that feeling like? Have you, have you had it and do you recognise it in this Celtic team? No, you, know, you definitely recognise it in this Celtic team And I've, I've been in it actually on both sides of the city Where you've found yourself 1-0, 2-0 down And there's still this, like, you know what, we're still going to play the way We're still, we know we've got good enough players that you can get back into the game And we've found a way to get back into the game So it's, uh, it, is, it is very impressive when you see it Because they don't panic you know, they put, again, the fans are now saying that they're no panicking, they're no, they're no turning on the team. So even that old uh, 
kind of cliche oh we, we can quiet in the crowd and we can if, if we can get 0-0 through 15 minutes who, who knows 1-0 the fans will turn well these fans are saying they're, they're not going to turn because they believe mm-hmm. as much as the players on the pitch believe so it's impressive it's very very tough to stop it's, by, it's probably even harder to gain you know in terms of the manager getting out on his players but what they do is they stick to the process they trust it they believe in it they keep playing the way they're going to play and they believe the chances and the goals will come uh, John Paul hang on the line actually I'll get your thoughts on this because Hugh just Brought up a player that I thought you Celtic fans would be interested to hear how the manager's thoughts on Kyogo went to the 20 goal mark the other night. And John Paul mentions the manager can keep his cards close to his chest on some things, but very, very complimentary about the striker today. I mean, it's not about sort of him taking his game up at another level. Like I said, he's he's kind of doing his role really well and he's really disciplined. It's just there are times we, you know, we don't. Um, you know, see the potential for, you know, what can come of his movement. Now, like I said, I get frustrated, but that's because, you know, I'm kind of wanting perfection like most managers and that doesn't exist. But Kyogo's movement, I think, is outstanding. You know, it's the best I've ever seen and he's so hard to pick up for the opposition. And I think sometimes it's hard to pick up for us, you know, to, to know when exactly to play it. But I just felt the other night, you know, there was some good opportunities for us to... Give him more of the ball as we did with with you know the the goal he set up and the goal he scored, um, and it's just to be aware of it. And you know, the only way you get better at that is just keep improving on it. Um, we give feedback to the players, uh, work on the training, and sort of try and you know see if we can maximise you know if a game. It's not every game because some games there just isn't the space there to do that, but where there is space that we try and utilise that. It didn't take long, John Paul, for the Celtic fans to take to this guy. But where are you? Where are you with him now? Just how much are you enjoying what he's bringing? Absolutely love him. I've got Aragato in the back of my Celtic top from last season. Um, <laughs> my son's got Kyogo, so we stand together and it says Aragato Kyogo. So we we absolutely love him in our house. Um, and I think above and beyond the football player, which is I mean he's just unbelievable, isn't he? His movement's amazing. But he just seems like. If I can be honest, he seems like a superb human being. You know, he's got a great attitude, a great personality. He's so likable, so lovable. You can see Ange loves him. You can see the love when he gives him the hug after the games. And he just so rates him and he so appreciates him. Um, you know, I still sit with some Celtic fans who, when he tries to help a Rangers player up, <laughs> I'll know the people they say, but they don't want him to help him up. But that's him. You know, he's just a lovely, great guy. Yeah. Um, above, over and above the football personnel. I must admit, John Paul, I was looking at you, but I knew that you Shinjuku Shug yeah. on Twitter would know what Arigato meant. So I was, I knew that you were, you had us covered in the Japanese. Arigato is what you have after your main meal. Um, <laughs> translation. Uh, um, listen, let me say this now, John Paul. I'm speaking to you because you're on the line, but I'm speaking to all Celtic fans. I am not, not making a direct comparison. I know what's coming between here. Henrik Larsson and Kyogo Furuhashi. Other than to say Vim Janssen's first ace In the hole Was to know that Henrik Larson was available for a certain fee So Celtic got him for £650,000 And he went on to become The man the Celtic fans refer to as the King of Kings Ange Postacoglu's ace in the hole Was to know that Kyogo was an outstanding player and would transfer his skill set from the J-League to the Premiership in Scotland. And he has repaid Ange Postacoglu's faith in him 
Ten times over Is he getting better Kenny And you know John Paul mentions movement Everybody mentions movement Right but as somebody who Had to move about In, in a penalty box What specifically Do you recognise in him When you see it It's constant You know he never ever gets uh, Disappointed I mean Angie's saying Oh we never used him enough It's because he runs Every single time You know they can't Find him every single time But what he does It's naturally not just one He'll go and he'll not get it He'll be back involved In maybe a different area Then he'll be going again And what he's got Is he's got Because any striker Needs served you know, they need service and he's got some wonderful players. We've t- You've mentioned a few of them there in the wider areas, the Haxabanovichs, the Jotas, the Mayeras, the Abadas, but you've also O'Reilly's and Moyes and Turnbull's and McGregor's all supplying them and looking for them. And what, the, what is he getting better? I don't know. I think he's, if, he's, the longer he stays fit and, and injury-free, then he's going to become better. But the longer he plays with, this, with his teammates, the more they're going to get used and the more they're going to look for him. So the Ange might get his wish that they might start to use him more often. Again, let's say, when the space is there and when the time's right because if you're facing that deep kind of blocky fours and fives it's tough but mm. even seeing his goal and it's just a little movement off the shoulder yeah. and he's he's rapid he's absolutely so so sharp must be, like I was speaking to like I won't land a minute it was a I guess a semi-private conversation and maybe won't want me repeating it a member of the Hearts team and not the obvious one not the one that works on here um, that would have been charged with stopping Kyogo the other night or keeping him out the back of the net and just talking about just how difficult it is You know when you see Aaron Moy coming forward And then you're sort of trying to assess And you, you think you know where he is That run the other night Was that the sort of prime example really Of, of what he's bringing He does but he also He's doing it for when the, when the teams are happening You think his goal in the cup final last year When it's just a mm. quick free kick He's just a constant threat Even the, in the next one as well He's a constant threat over the top And what he does is He's making defenders Like you've just said Make decisions Because they've got to have an eye on, on a runner They've got to have an eye on, a, on on where the ball is And he's just constantly moving off that So he's always always looking to Make make, make defenders defend And he's constantly asking them questions Like I said before No striker is going to be anything Without the teammates And, and being well served And he's definitely got that With the players he's got around I just them. got majorly carried away Had no idea we were so late for the break My apologies John Paul will speak again And we'll take more calls next Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans is here Kenny Miller alongside him Your Friday night duo uh, Looking ahead to a fantastic weekend Of Scottish Cup quarter final action uh, Usually we're supplemented with some other uh, League action But nothing really doing in Just the one game you've got in the championship Is actually tonight Queen's Park against Cove um, and then tomorrow one Morton Partick Thistle Which is a big one in this neck of the woods of course uh, And a few League One games I just hope the weather doesn't cause havoc with them tomorrow um, But we will find out Now at this stage on a weeknight We tackle the full-time teaser Well I say we I know the answers I've got them But yeah. you two tackle the full-time teaser And the aim of that game Is that you out there Come up with a question You email it to me Full-time at Clyde1.com and I will put it to the pundits to see if they can answer your question. It's quite good fun. And just to prove that you two are worldwide superstars, Neil has sent this in from Toledo, Ohio. Well, which I've never heard of, but sounds good. Uh, and Neil sent the question in, only looking for six answers. So I think it's doable. Can you name the last six substitutes to score in a Scottish Cup final? Penalty shootouts do not count Can you name the last six substitutes to score In a Scottish Cup final? Scott right Indeed Last season Well done 
Stuart Armstrong Nope Did Jacko come on as well? He did Yep Ryan Jack Alright we'll leave it there Because that's your third of the way through So I'm perfectly confident uh, You'll get I mean they get harder Considering That was a, just a few months back Scott Wright and Ryan Jack Were looking for the last six substitutes To score In a Scottish Cup final And penalty shootout goals Do not count So you've got Scott Wright And Ryan Jack Both off the bench To score for Rangers against Hearts Last season So if you like the sound of that Pretty simple Neil Sent the email Fulltime At Clyde1.com you could do the same Right, what else have we not heard from here um, On the managerial front Let's do another quick bit on Derek McInnes, shall we? Kilmarnock up in Inverness tonight Kicking off in 15 minutes I'm really looking forward to it I think we've uh, earned the right to, to go there You know, obviously in the Cup You have to come up with some a Deal with some tricky ties And there's no doubt it's a tricky tie But once you get to the quarter-final stage it's, You expect that So we'll go up there Full of confidence Full of expectation on ourselves and try and win win a cup tie. That's where we are. You know, we feel we are a team, and we spoke to the players after the the semi final defeat to Celtic in the League Cup. That we spoke that the belief must be to come back here, go one further, at least get to a final, and and the objective to try and win the cup. To do that, you're going to have to beat um, um, or win some tough games, and you know, so we've got to try and navigate this tie be good enough to beat Inverness in their own patch which is going to be a, ch- a challenge for us but equally we're looking forward to the game Can they take heart from that day at Hamden against Celtic they didn't win the game of course but they certainly well I think pushed Celtic a lot closer than people expected Yeah and I think that exemplifies the fact that when you go into a cup tie you're taking a break from your league worries and you know they were a dodgy decision away from getting uh, an equaliser against Celtic when Giacomacus fouled uh, Kilmarnock player it should have been um, penalty for Kilmarnock but that's water under the bridge now uh, they have got a break from their league problems but mm. I, I, you know I, I do understand what you're saying one's the cup one's the league but if you are consistently bad away from home mm-hmm. you start I think with a sure. worry uh, no, I, I get that, Kenny, but if you are Derek McInnes or you're a Kilmarnock player, you're not going to sit and dwell on all those bad away league games you've had. You'll say, well, we got to this stage of the competition by winning at Tannadice. And you will point to the fact that earlier this season, um, was it was it in the League Cup, I think, they went to, to Tynecastle and won. That's what you would do as a footballer, <clears> isn't it? You would, you would draw on those things. They would, and in this game, they are... Playing low level opposition as well I mean, It's tough to go up there and win on, on a Friday night Again they'll be travelling involved probably today as well So you, you factor all that in But they're going to be going into this game as favourites To the Premier League club And like you says, It takes your mind off the league a little bit But if you can go and get the re- right result When you get the real boost of going to Hamden In a Scottish Cup semi-final That could help them in the league moving forward yeah, I was going to ask that, games can, can, it, can it breed that sort of thing Because you sometimes hear like I know, like the cup's a distraction, like focus on the league. But if Kilmarnock can get that feel good factor of getting to a Scottish Cup semi final, can that in a roundabout way help their their survival push? I think it can. Yeah, I think. It, it, listen, winning games of football only breeds confidence. They've not done that too many times away from home this season. So this is a chance to go away, get yourself to hand in a Scottish Cup semi final, sit back and actually see what the draw mm-hmm. brings. Uh, probably on Monday night. And then you just never know You've got a chance You're in a semi-final You're going to have success in a cup That can absolutely kick you on And give you a belief That come the next league game A week on Saturday Or or, when it, or, or whenever it is That they can go and get the right result And pull yourself away From the bottom of the table You buy into that stuff Hugh Momentum Feel good factor Call it what you will 
I think Derek and uh, Kamalik are going game to game. I, I don't think they can talk about feel good factors. Just get there, see what happens to you. Um, the next league game might be a disappointment. You, you just don't know. You can only go game by game when you're. I mean, they are second bottom of the league. They're only three points off the bottom team. So I don't think they're in a position where they can read into too much. Mm. Micah Richards. Is what presenting? No, he's the latest. Oh, he's, the latest he's pulled out as well. Just think, <laughs> Alex Scott apparently as well. So just in case you're keeping track, well. definitely it's you. I'm telling you, you're getting the call. Well, does the the Nokia though? Because remember, you can't save numbers on the Nokia, so you have to recognise everyone's number just yes. by the, the digits. So if you see the the sort of what is it? O O two O. Yep. Number In fact Are, they, a based private, in, are they based a in private. Manchester these days I can't remember um, But if you see that number You've got to be ready My problem might be Reading the auto queue. You know <laughs> the, uh, How close would they need To bring the auto queue in So I can read it You can memorise it You True pro Oh dear me 01419511025 That is the number you need So pick up that phone That's what Chris in Livingston Has done How's it going Chris? How you doing lads? You alright? I just a uh, first time caller here. I just wanted to ask a wee simple question to all you. To be fair, go for it. Uh, how how come Scotland are always like missing out on the opportunities to actually playing like a class player, still young age, like Mikey Johnson? Like why are we not even like giving a wee chance here? Oh, is this you know on, I mean? on the back? You mean in the back of this week where he's he's changed his international allegiance to Republic of Ireland? National, that's him just decided to go over to mm-hmm. Ireland, doesn't it? So. I think first of all you have to ask yourself why is Mikey Johnson not playing for Celtic because Ange Postacoglu uh, allowed him to go to Portugal um, because he didn't fit in with Ange's plan so if you're not playing for your club side how do you get into the international team? Um, I mean I, I, I get where you're coming from Chris do you think so you think Mikey Johnson still got something to offer Scotland basically? For Scotland, but surely, surely he would have said to himself, "I need to leave Celtic. I know it's his boyhood club, but I need to leave Celtic. I need, I need a chance to get into my national team, get game time here." Even when Mikey Johnson was in the Celtic first team, he was not mentioned in connection with the national side. Um, he is perfectly entitled mm. to, to do what he has done and uh, switch allegiance to the Republic of Ireland. Perfectly entitled to do so, but. There's no point in blaming Stevie Clark for this Because he was never close to the Scotland team at all That would be the tough thing Chris Because I, I get that that kind of fear You never know Mikey Johnson turns into a world beater And you think oh, The one that got away But he's not been capped by Scotland Has he deserved a cap Up until this point? That's my point Like, like why, why is he not decided himself Like well I'm not getting game time here I should be leaving to go abroad or go down south and I don't know, Ryan Hardy's tearing it up down, down in League One at Plymouth right now. He's almost getting a call up. So why is he not doing the same thing? Well, I don't think he's, he's Ryan Hardy's getting a, tearing it up or getting a well, call no, up. He is doing well in League One, but that, whether that translates to international... I have to be realistic. I mean, from Plymouth to the national team, give Stevie mm. Clark a break here. And Mikey Johnson, I thought at one time, was going to be quite something for Celtic. But then he lost his way. And he was never close to the national team, and you, you know he wasn't getting game time at Celtic. Therefore, mm. he cannot come into consideration for the national team. I think that's the the problem, Kenny. Because I again to repeat, 
I understand that If Mikey Johnson kicks on And has this unbelievable career We as a footballing nation Will think oh, You know if only he was playing for Scotland But if you talk about In practical terms what what you meant to do I don't think anyone's going to phone up here And say Mikey Johnson Should have had a Scotland cap by now Because he's just not Done enough yet Is that fair? He's nearly 24 And he's now chosen To, to switch So what 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 are we supposed to do about it? Well there's nothing we can do It's as simple as that And I think what Chris will be Kind of looking at Is the, the Eddie McGeady Who made the same mm-hmm. journey the, the James MacArthur Who made the same journey as well I mean They were fantastic young players Who actually did make the choice Probably at a lot, a lot younger age than what, what he uh, was fourteen, wasn't he? And he said yeah. it was it on the I back of not being able to play for his school team and that sort of thing. So we've missed him players. The thing with Mikey is, is, is we're spot on. He's he's had to find his himself out on loan to get regular football. And again, he, he, I remember watching him in a Glasgow Cup game. Uh, I think he was sixteen or seventeen, and he was mm. outstanding playing on the pitch. Yep. There's no getting away from that. He's found he's, he's got his debut, he's been in, he's been out. He's had some injuries as well. Another one who had kind of long recurring problems, I think it was calves. That he's, uh, he's had to find his way away from Celtic to get regular football. And by all accounts, he's doing very, very well across in Portugal. Uh, but here's 23. We're in a fortunate place at the moment with the Scotland team that we're, we're strong. You know, we've got a lot of good players. Could Mikey have featured in that? Absolutely. But there's no doubt he's waited uh, his time. Uh, he might even have put the sound bites out to say, look, is he close? Is he going to get? Because mm-hmm. if not, being an international footballer raises your profile. So if he's got the chance to go do that now, rather than maybe waiting a couple of years for Scotland, then who blames him? And thank you, Chris. That was Chris in Livingston on 0141951025. I think the Scotland squad must be early next week, you would have to imagine, mm-hmm. looking at the when they tend to do these things in advance of the fixture. So we know it won't be Mikey Johnson, that is for sure. Uh, keep those calls coming if you so wish. What about. This teaser then Because we're asking you tonight Can you name The last six subs To score In a Scottish Cup final You correctly told me That Scott Wright And Ryan Jack Did it last season Give me another guess Hugh Edward No Would have started Most games Kenny Forrest No Christy No But you're in the right Sort of Era The right team The right era Griffith Yes Celtic 3 Hearts 3 Remember it uh-huh. January 2020 Was that the January one? No no not. Ignore me um, 2020 Cup Final that, that was the one that got moved Was what I'm trying yeah. to say Wasn't it? Um, right okay yep, With the penalties You're halfway there We'll get the rest of the answers next Number 1 For football In Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Kenny Miller and Hugh Evans are here They're on the home straight Not only on tonight's show in general But in the full time teaser as well Thanks again to Neil from Toledo, Ohio Wherever that may be uh, Who sent it in tonight on fulltime at Clyde1.com Looking for the last six substitutes To score in a Scottish Cup final You've given me two from last season Scott Wright and Ryan Jack You've also given me Lee Griffiths which was the the COVID final to give it a oh. rubbish nickname um, between Celtic and Hearts? Did you get any during the break? Commons. No. I'm sure I heard you say one during the break that was correct. Uh, uh, Ginelli. Josh Ginelli. Yes, the same game as Lee Griffiths. Good, we're getting there. So that's four down, two to get any more. Even what we're thinking out loud What's the sort of route that you're going down Must be a Celtic player because mm, I would agree with that Because the they've won quite a lot it more, yeah. 
Toilet um, though Here is your Fairly vague Celtic clue uh-huh. This guy did come on as a sub obviously That's why he's in the question Quite early though For a fairly Memorable reason um, That does it for you Johnny Hayes? No um, But I can see you're thinking I can see why that name's popped into your head Was it when Tierney was Oh it was yeah, Do you remember right. it? Early on Tierney yep, th- Away to the dentist uh, Runs back Lifts the trophy Who came on for him though? Because it wasn't that a left is the back question. That Because is the it was question. not a left back Let me tell you No Nah I'm gone Yeah Listen, there's also Move on, we'll get there An easier clue would be A general scorer of Important goals for Celtic Around that time Cal McGregor No Even Maybe even more Sort of famous for Memorable Celtic goals In that time Man, this is incredible. You'd have cursed them a few times In your career Put it that way Towards the end of your Time Rangers That career. torture time, yeah mm-hmm. This guy yeah. would be the One of the main torturers Oh, Scott Sinclair No No no, I'm, I'm out okay. I'm out We'll leave it there We'll get there We'll have to think this out too Alright, we must be underway Kilmarnock's trip to Inverness I don't think I've got anything uh, To tell you about just yet um, I assume it is Goalless there Let's hear a bit more um, From some of the Managers involved this weekend Here's another one We probably should have got into In a bit more detail It's been so busy um, but Michael Beale talking today Not only about the game But about Ryan Kent, his contractual situation, here's what he had to say. We've had discussions around it and we've both parked everything until we find the moment. So the next moment will be the international break where we sit and have another chat. We, we're, we're both core, we're both on the same page. Um, and I think it's right after the amount of years he's been here and the changes in his third manager here as well, uh, that he takes a, a time to consider his options and it's the same time that we do as well. We've not put anything in front of him, we've just had conversations. It would be at this moment in time, I think that's the best place to be. Is Ryan Kent playing very well at this moment in time? Yes, so there's no issue. So we just keep moving forward, still building the squad that I want for next year and if he's in, it's because he desperately wants to be here. If he's out, it's because he didn't. So it's quite clear in, in that sense. Yeah, international break. Get it in your diary. Crunch talks with uh, I think it's Ryan looking, Kent over his contract. Looking more and more like Kent will stay, Morelos will go. For the reason that Kent is valuable, Morelos is declining. Um, I mean, I, I guess it still is clearly up in the air, Kenny. He's talking about the park because they've got these big games. So what's the point? You set it aside for the... The international break In your experience was that is that the type of thing That you would do You know Try and find a quieter time No Just, just no, get it I, dealt I, with Honestly I think it'll be I think Ryan might still be Looking at options I mean he can speak He can look He can go and uh, Exhaust every opportunity That he wants To try and find A move away For Rangers uh, I mean again Just got it was Only last year We're thinking Conor Goldson was on the way It took him all the way To July to actually get re-signed uh, Ryan Kent might be waiting to see what's on the table uh, come then and he's you know he's actually picked up in his form as well over the last uh, well since Michael came back in but he was absolutely outstanding uh, Easter Road on Wednesday night so if any potential suitors were watching that then he may have a few come calling I think Michael would like to have him at Rangers I agree with you mm-hmm. probably more so than, than Morelos 
Uh, and I think out of all the players who are out of contract, he might be the one that Michael would like to tie down. But I think it's in Ryan's, uh, it's in his, in, in the, the ball's in his court at the moment and has been since the 1st of January. Twitter is awash with Alfredo Morelos to Sevilla rumours tonight. Seen that, yeah. Seen that. Um, because, like, you would take his point. We're not saying he's in brilliant form. We're not saying that people are going to knock down the door, but. Still someone that you you can get for free So you, there must still be clubs that think They can be the ones to turn them round And, and that, get that, more of a tune You know and that's the thing on both of those players There's been rumours surrounding them and, I mean, There's been rumours surrounding Alfredo Since the January's first year At Rangers And every time a summer or a January comes around Alfredo's been linked with moves And it's not happened He may want for his career to move on Similar to Ryan Kent They've been at the club a, a number of years now this may be the best opportunity for them to get the move that they potentially mm-hmm. crave, being a free transfer. Uh, what that what that club's going to look like? I mean, if it is severe that he's going to go, I mean, that's an incredible move to a top top league at a top club. It would be a really good move, and I do believe this summer might be the best possible chance he, for he, both. Kenny he looks like somebody who's badly in need of fresh impetus. He, he just looks as if he's lost interest at Rangers, and. Uh, the time is right for the parting of the ways. Sevilla, big club, beautiful ground, lovely city. It might just be the thing that he's looking for because I think he's mm. given up at Rangers. Do you buy into this theory, Kenny, that this week was actually quite an indication of what happens going forward with Cholak starting not only in the initial game at the weekend, keeping his place at Easter Road, playing well, Praise from Michael Beale on a number of occasions. Is I that, do. Yeah. I actually do. Yeah, I feel that there may be, and you never know. Maybe Michael knows he has signed somewhere else, so he's now trying to prepare, uh, even moving forward into next season with players who are going to be here. But I did believe all the kind of not, not just Cholak's performances because I thought it was it was really really good without scoring against Kilmarnock. He then gets his rewards. Should, should have been the match ball on uh, on Wednesday at Easter Road, but uh, just with Michael talking about him and and and, the, and, and not just him. Everybody who's starting against I me, mean, I would be surprised to see any changes in, mm-hmm. in the Rangers team on Sunday with the way Michael's been going on, and why and and why should there be? Mm-hmm. There's been two really good performances, but I think yeah, the fact that Cholak got the nod again mm-hmm. and then actually really grasped that chance by getting a couple of goals on um, Wednesday, yeah. it does kind of tell me that maybe Alfredo's time's up. I'm not even talking about the controversy bit here. The I'm talking just purely the football. Michael Beale doesn't need another day like Partick Thistle when Wraith Rovers come, does he? You know the cup final hurt. There's all there's Banners, there's grumbling, there's all sorts But you get a routine win against Kilmarnock Then a really good one against Hibs The Rangers fans don't need any, any Drama Yeah, on Sunday and they, and they won't get it either Yeah, no, but you would have said that against Partick Thistle, wouldn't you? I think we have to acknowledge that uh, Of course, but I, I just think that uh, On the back of The Hibs result uh, Which was a real boost for Michael Beale And for the players After the Celtic result In the cup final uh, I just think that they will. He will pick a strong team. There'll be no messing about, and Wraith won't be able to live with it. Two minutes on the clock. Kyle Vassell puts Kilmarnock one up Oof. in Inverness. That's a great start, that isn't it? If you're looking to get rid of any fears about the travelling and the you tried it in Gordon. I've only won two points away from home, and I've went and taken the lead. Two minutes. They're an away team in the cup. Whatever that. Means however possible that is Anyway, Kilmarnock lead We'll see what happens uh, In the not too distant future With that one Let's try and round off this teaser We're looking for the last six players Who've scored as a sub 
in the Scottish Cup final. I think I've got the one that you are you've got alluding to yeah, that killed us you've on got so many occasions. Scott Wright, Ryan Jack, Lee Griffiths, and Josh Janelli. Who's the guy? Rogic. It's Tom Rogic, of oh. course it is. You were sick of the sight of him at one point. And the last one, much harder than the rest. And that's why it's last on your list, I believe. We really need a team, this. I think we need a team. Right, who's won it? St Johnston? Who says they've won it? That's oh, your there problem. You There's your go. problem. Oh. There you go. Who's been in the final here? Aberdeen? Uh. Inverness? Inverness. Remember, you and I were there, Hugh. Not that that is going to help you. Right, come on, Hugh. This is on you. I'm putting remember, on you. I remember, Hugh. Who did they play? They lost. 2015, 2-1. Uh, oh, no, they won. Sorry, they did win. Sorry, uh, they did win. Yeah. I was thinking of Janelli and some of the others that, that didn't. Come on, you. We need you here. They beat another team that's involved in the quarters on Monday night. Falkirk. Mm-hmm. Remember it? 2-1? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Late winner dramatic. Nah, I mean, you're struggling. I just need to. What initials? are we talking? Initials here as it got yeah. to that stage. JV. James Vincent. James Vincent. James Vincent. <laughs> we kind of got there in the end. Thank you, Hugh Evans. Thank you, Kenny Miller. And the biggest thank you is to you for listening at home or in the car or wherever you are out and about. Thank you for keeping us company. This is important. Change of schedule tomorrow We are here at 12 o'clock Not 2 We're here at 12 Because of the early kickoff Between Hearts and Celtic It is a 12 till 4 For us tomorrow So change your plans Whatever you need to do Make sure you join us And the GBX is up next